But you know, y'all was talking about having y'all favorite sticks. You know what I'm saying? Y'all define y'all sticks. I've never said what my favorite stick was, ever. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Vague. It wasn't being nothing vague. I just like, I love cigars. Sure. Yeah. I love women, but I got a favorite one. That's what another subject. Is. <laughs> I know that's right. Ooh, y'all trying. Ooh, I know that's right. Hey, look. <laughs> you about to go there in a minute. All the way in. Yeah. Whole new show. <laughs> A.K.A. Nessa, Vanessa. I am your hostess, and to the left of me, I have my two wonderful co-hosts. Ness, go ahead, say what up to the good people. Yeah, what up, what up, what up, what up, nice to be here tonight. <laughs> and my other wonderful co-host, Sweets, is in the building. Say hey, Sweets. Hey, what's going on, people? Glad to be back. We are. Yes. And what are we celebrating? <laughs> Our one year yeah, anniversary yeah. of the SOP. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. Like, sound excited, just a little bit. Like, I'm very yeah. excited. I'm super excited. Okay. Yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah. Like, um, if we could look under the table, then you would see how excited I am, but we're not going to do that tonight. Oh, Jesus. Hey, man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to yourself, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I'm so here to... <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> it ain't we that short. We got two guests in the house. We have uh, Edward Talbert in the building. Say what's up, Mr. Talbert. It's Everett. It's Everett. What's up? Everett. I apologize. <laughs> I've had a couple correct. of drinks. That's what it is. Normally, normally yeah, never mind. We're talking about that. <laughs> That's a conversation after the show. After the show. After the show. In the after partying. <laughs> After party is the oh my bad. <laughs> and we got our other special guest here. Q was in the building. Say what's up, Q. What's up, people? What's up? Put your mouth up on it. Don't be scared. Yeah, don't be scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, uh, like she said, we got Everett Tobert in the building. Our um, our uh, licensed licensed counselor here, and we got um. Uh, did you introduce him? I must have yes, missed it. I said his name wrong. That's how well I introduced. No, 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 no. no. The other guest. You didn't introduce the other guest, did you? Yes. People out. I said you. Oh, yeah. He actually, actually, if you look him up on Facebook and Instagram, he's Najid Art. So we got our artist in the building also, um, which really plays hey. in there. <laughs> which really. <laughs> our resident artist is back. <laughs> which really? How y'all's teams looking in the uh, NFL so far? I mean, I, I know you shouldn't really be talking too much. Um, oh. We got two Cowboys fans up in here. Oh, I just wanted to say, y'all got some bitches on your team. Whoa, some whoa, whoa! First off, <laughs> first off, we're not we're not doing I, that tonight. If, if I could, if I could use the F word, I would. 
but I know that won't be a lot on the air. So what place y'all in? Hey, no, 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 no. It's 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 not the place. It's, 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 it's the Vagiants. It's it's yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I know if my quarterback got hit the way y'all quarterback did, ain't nobody come to that man rescue. Come on, man. What type of offensive lineman y'all got? Hey, listen. And no, you don't worry about it. Mm? Don't worry about it. I mean, listen, yo, we're not the best team in the NFL right now. You know that has nothing to do with your quarterback getting, getting smashed sure. and raped on the field and nobody trying to protect them. Definitely the worst. We're definitely not the worst at this table. We're not the worst at this table. I don't know. That remains to be seen. Oh, it's been shown. It's been shown. Yeah. Okay. the best at this table. Because didn't, didn't y'all's quarterback run for like 40 yards and then fell on his own? He ran for almost 80. Yeah, 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 he, tripped, yeah, yeah he, was, still. he was down at the 10 and tripped Look. on his own feet. Who does that? Hey, dude. <laughs> he got tackled by the eight. <laughs> <laughs> he got tackled by the six-man. Hey, the man came and tackled him. At least machine. he left the field with his head intact. <laughs> Not his ankles, though. <laughs> <laughs> Did your team beat the Cowboys this year? Not yet. Next week, yeah, but next um, When is the last time your team has beat the Cowboys? Hey, two years ago. It was two years ago. That's a long time. You know what happens in two years? When last time you won the Super Bowl? When last time you got past the first one in the playoffs? Listen, I bet you, you want to count rings, though? I got more than this? Are we yeah. about tied? Y'all only got four, don't y'all? I think y'all only got four. We got five. We got a whole handful. Y'all missing the middle finger. Act like we only got one. We got one more. Anyways. <laughs> Are we done with... Yeah, 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 yeah. We can move on. You know what I'm saying? What, what, you know what I'm saying? Move on with our celebration. <laughs> <laughs> it's a I'll celebration that, I'll take of your silence as compliance. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, to start us off, we have in our first celebration game, usually um, Sweets, um, Ness, and myself, we always tell what we're smoking. Well, we've been hanging out for about a year now, so we're going to see how well we know each other. All right. So, let's go. We're going to see if we can guess each other's cigars tonight. All right. So, I'm gonna start off with uh, with Ness. <laughs> so I think since this is a special occasion, <laughs> and you know he got a flex because he got the guys there. Yeah, you know. I think he is gonna you know. pull off the big guns with his legal bravado number nine. That's your that's your final answer. That's my final answer. All right. So what do you think Sweets brought? Sweets is a little bit more difficult because you know he's he's Mister Big, so. Um, I think he would want to bring the big guns out, but he just, you know, going to be kind of subtle. He's the type of guy that just walks up and just, he's going to just put his dick on the table. So I think he is going with There's nothing subtle about that. <laughs> I can assure you he's not putting his dick out on the table tonight. No. You said the open sex, that's what you think Sweets got? All right, Sweets, what do you think Nessa got? I think Nessa has a, oh, what's it called? The Rocksteady? The up, Upsetter? Hmm. Ooh, that's about foundation cigars. Is it an upsetter? <laughs> mm -mm, not yet. I'm not saying nothing. What you think? Uh, well, you probably know, I know what you got. I know what your favorite. Yeah, I, yeah, he know what I got already. But um, okay. I mean, hold on, pause. But listen, I know what your favorite stick is, but right. I, I don't think you have that. Like, I know your favorite stick is the Amandola, and I know you don't have that because you got to go to Carolina to get that. But I know that your second favorite stick is the King is Dead by Caldwell. But by looking at what you're smoking, you're not smoking that either. Nope. So I can't. So I can't say. 
But I know it's not your favorite stick. That I do know. You think you know that? Is, is that your final answer? Hmm. It uh, might be Amadella. No, it's not light enough to be Amadella. Uh, yeah, that's my final answer. It's like a Rocky. All right, so who's going who's gonna to reveal theirs first? Y'all want me to go first? Let's let Sweets reveal his first. Oh. Okay. Let's, I have a uh, Casa Fernandez Agnesor leaf. Which is not actually That's his favorite. His favorite cigar? It's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of them. I, th- I don't think he got the memo. Okay. What's, what, what are you smoking on? Because well, everybody, you already know what I'm smoking on. Right. And I don't think that's a secret. If we were pulling out our favorite sticks, everybody know what that is. But just in case, I, if I got to say it, then I'll say that it's the League of Number Nine. Say it, say it. It's the League of Number Bing, Nine. Bingo! That's right. <laughs> Ness, you should have stuck with your first answer because you would have been right. It is Amandola? Yes. Amand- is it? Okay, see, I never... I, I saw the blue tag one. Okay, I didn't know that it had a band because I didn't remember mine. Yeah. So then, okay, well, then I was... I, I said that was your favorite okay. stick. I said that. That was your favorite you stick. But it's I... It's my last one. Oh, well, this it's is... my absolute last one. This was a celebration. Because <laughs> it's a celebration. And you no. know what? I am glad that I listened to the Sweet Stick sit for a year. I really am because I'm, I'm loving it even more. Oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, are you drinking anything over there? Why, yes. Yes, I am. I, I went dark this evening, so I have... Um, they say the darker the beer, the sweeter drink. the juice. So I did um, cr- uh, cream soda Dr. Pepper with vanilla Crown Royal and a hit of Uncle Nears for good measure. Damn. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, you you getting it in tonight. <laughs> like, you, you like, fuck work oh, tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Hey, look, I ain't go today because the power was out. So, you know, I'll be like, oh, dang, I still ain't got no internet. You could be doing song language with one hand. <laughs> All right. Um, what y'all on Trouble, tonight? What y'all drinking? Trouble, what you drinking tonight? I'm drinking this Wooden, this Woodenville yeah. Urban Whiskey. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's what I got. Uh, what about you, Nas, Sweets? I'm on the same thing. Straight No Chaser. What about you, man? I'm drinking the same thing y'all drinking, but I put a little bit of uh, proof syrup in it because uh, it's got a little edge on it. You know what I'm saying? It kind of knocked the little edge off a little bit, gave a little bit more flavor to it. Okay. Um, what about you, Q? What you drinking tonight? I am starting off on orange soda. <laughs> Facts. Facts. That's pop. But you, but I like what you're smoking on. What you smoking on over there, kid? I'm smoking. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Uh, I'm sorry. Do, do, do you know what our show is about, sir? Are, are you a little? I told him that. I told him that. Why but, y'all got a no. problem with my cold drink? It's fine. It's fine. It'll be all right. That's just what I, where I'm starting. We'll be here for a while. Okay. Okay. All right. As long as there's some alcohol in your end game, oh, we'll yeah. give you a pass for the moment. Just for the moment. I appreciate that. Just for the so moment. So gracious. Okay. Thank I am you. a benevolent goddess, so you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, goddess. Um, but yeah, so um, oh, you didn't. So I am. Oh. <laughs> I'm smoking the Southern Draw Rose of Sharon. Mm-hmm. Good that, selection. That was actually the first Southern Draw I had. Really? Yeah, it, the Rose of Sharon. Yeah. Yeah, it's a. It has the pink wrapper. I heard a lot of people, a lot of guys, stay away from it because of that. But it's an amazing stick. 
This is still uh, I like the, the pink breast one. cancer awareness month. The guy who made that, he so, made that in the honor of his wife. Yes. His wife's name is um, Sharon. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. The first southern draws I had it was Alabama. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the rose of Sharon is an Ecuadorian hey, son. They were pink too, right? What's her name, Sharon? You know what I'm saying? Or Rose? <laughs> Trying to reel him back in. Come on. Come on back. If she was Sharon, it was Sharon. Hey, you need to let him. You need to make no, sure you get the mic too. No, no. Oh, yeah, yes, 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 yes. I'm sorry. I, I fell into the wrong kind of show. I, I'm sorry. It's a sick podcast. Porn, yeah, porn cigar. Cash, yeah, porn cash, yes. <laughs> cigar porn. Yeah, cigar porn. Yeah, a little bit Not of that, too. Not on this episode. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, um, so, so, so what y'all think about that, um, y'all cigar so far? I know y'all just lit them, or some of us just lit them. I didn't tell y'all what I was smoking. Uh-oh. We gotta get everybody in the room. Who, what you smoking? So, this is a sweet Monduro. 660 and uh, this is a hand rolled Dominican cigar and I got this from a cigar shop up in Atlanta last weekend so that's like a house blend it's a house blend excellent smoke it looks nice it does man it burns burns nice full of flavor it's a great smoke you got some more of them yeah with with you <laughs> it wouldn't necessarily be in my possession. <laughs> Ever. Because <laughs> y'all my guys. you will probably be gone. But they'll probably be gone by then. We'll get some more. Yeah, I'll get some more. We'll get some more. Y'all always take care of me, so I'll make sure I take care of y'all. <laughs> but um, have you smoked one of those before? Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying y'all... <laughs> Sweets, where you at? No, I'm. I'm just um, at the beginning, so. Um, but this is definitely an awesome stick. So I've had it on the show before, but you know, y'all talking about having y'all favorite sticks. You know, saying so y'all define y'all sticks. I've never said what my favorite stick was ever. Okay. Thank you, Mister Vague. It wasn't being nothing vague. I just like I love cigars. Sure. Yeah. I love women, but I got a favorite one. That's what another subject. Is. <laughs> I know that's right. Y'all trying. Ooh, I know that's right. Hey, look. You about to go there in a minute. All the way in. Whole new show. Ladies and gentlemen, from this point forward, the next podcast requires you to be 18 plus years old to continue to listen. Oh, yeah. No, actually, it's 21 and up now. Close your ears, kids. Look into that. Yeah, we could talk about that. That could be a great topic. What about you, Nessa? Where you at on your arm in Amadola? I am in the first third, and um, like I said, this stick just keeps getting better. Um, very smooth, nice, uh, hit of sweet. It's got the hazelnut flavor, and it has just gotten better, like sitting in my hemidor marinating for the full year. So I am just, I, lo I loved it before. Now I'm like totally over the moon about it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What about you, Q? Take another pause. I am... 
about to close out the first third. Getting a fairly even burn, nice ash, nice white smoke. You like it though? You like the taste of it so far? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely like the taste of it. Mm. So, was you about to ask sweets? Now, I was saying I was checking out the ash on um on his man. It has a really really nice color to it. Mm-hmm. It really does have a nice hue to it. You know what I'm saying? Even the way that the ash kind of forms on it, it just looks like it's going to be an awesome smoke. Even yeah, <laughs> yeah, but them southern draws be like that though, because we also had the Cedrus also um, for anniversary or something, huh? Cut it down just a little bit. It's like too much on it. On you? Yeah. I need a static in it. Yeah, I was about to change that mic out because I don't like the way it sounds. All right, go ahead. Okay, yeah, we good. But um, yeah. So, so as far as your cigars go, um. What do y'all think about the, the, the cigar art, the bands on them or whatnot? Do y'all save y'all's bands? Do y'all do anything with them? Um, you no, know, me, absolutely. I have a great um, crystal uh, jar, uh, apothecary jar, that I put all my cigar bands in. Because it just makes a nice piece of art. And it's functional. Mm-hmm. And then I can, you know, look back and, you know, like, oh, I was wondering about this cigar. Oh, I don't want to remember it, that I can go back through my my bands and look through them. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's a an attractive point of reference as well. So, yeah, I definitely keep um, my cigar bands and put them in my uh, in my jar. So are there absolutely. any are there any bands that you think are more attractive than some of the other ones? Like something like like if you ever do you ever go to a cigar shop and you kind of the cigar band intrigues you and makes you uh, consider buying that cigar when you first see the band? For me, um, it's the artwork on the box. Like, I love the artwork on the box because, you know, I have cigar boxes throughout my house because the different sizes, the different shapes that they come in, they're just handy for great stuff. Like, my, um, oh, I have one um, on my coffee table that holds my remotes. Uh, my upsetter box holds all my rechargeable batteries. So, like, I use all my cigar boxes. <laughs> you could hold that one. You rechargeable batteries, eh? Say what? Your rechargeable batteries for your other toys. <laughs> really? Really? Bob in the house. That dog ain't gonna hunt tonight. Bob in the house. <laughs> but, um, oh, nice try. <laughs> but no, I, I use my uh, cigar boxes and I keep like my fingernail files and all my little manicure pedicure instruments in another cigar box so they're just great mm. so what about two guys now I, I hold on to my cigar bands too it's, it's um it's nice art actually um with uh with the cigar bands uh, a lot of people they make like figure arts out of them so you'll see like um, Einstein or just a, a picture with the cigar bands like made. And a lot of them are really collectible. There's actually a, um, a group organization. It's called the International Label Art and Some Cigar Band, uh, cigar band Association. So, and a lot of these um, bands are highly, highly collectible. That's true. That is so true. What about you, um, Q? Um, another oh, go ahead, my fault, Nessa. Oh no, I was just about to give off a fun fact, but now let everybody have a turn. I don't want to be rude. 
Go ahead, Q. Uh, what do you think about cigar bands and everything? Cigar, are you being an artist or whatnot? Like, have you ever considered? Um, yeah, I believe that that every part of the cigar can be looked at as art itself. Like the way that we look at some of the the darker color wrappers, and immediately we make a judgment call based on like taste or fullness of it. You know, um, and earlier it was said someone asked um does the art ever make you buy a stick and that mm-hmm. has happened really once with the perdomo perdomo 20th year anniversary mm-hmm. like that rapper nice. is, yeah, is, yeah, is amazing look like a wwf championship yeah. belt don't it and uh and my my favorite cigar is the foundation uh tabernacle havana seed mm-hmm. 142 with holly holly uh uh, Selassie, 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 yeah. yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember what it is. Right yeah, now. Selassie, yeah. Now, yeah. all, all there are, you know, always goes back to some type of biblical um, person. I mean, they have beautiful stuff on theirs. Um, so if you kind of want to get into like art band stuff like that, like the first art band was created in like 1838 um, by Gustav. Oh, what was his last name? Anyway, he was a German immigrant that went to Cuba. So he had his uh, cigar factory there. And what was happening at that time was, you know saying i um, Cuba pretty much was the only importer or exporter. And they were sending all these cigars to like Germany and Europe and everything. And he's like, you know saying, out of the two million sticks that were sent over there, it would be six million stoves, um, sold of the same type of sticks. So there was a whole bunch of counterfeiters. So to eliminate the counterfeiters, he created the first band they're going to cigar just to um, different his um, cigars from everybody else. So not only does a cigar band add beauty to it, it also um, add, adds authenticity to the cigar too. So anything that um, you see your Cubans, your Monte Criscos, you know, saying those are like always being counterfeited. So you know, with the Cubans, they add the um, the hologram band on theirs um, to show that those are the real ones. And with the Monte Crisco, they'll add the um, the number band, the second one on there. Um, and you know, saying so if you check out the cigar art, there are different type of cigar styles that are also on there. So you know, you might have contemporary art, uh, you might have like rococo art or baroque. You know, saying styles too. I mean, it just makes them totally beautiful. So. Um, and after that, it's like, oh, but the first band, uh, at the time, the, like, the purpose of it was from the Russian empress, um, Catherine? Yeah. I think it was Catherine, yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? They, they made hers because she didn't want to get her, her finger soil, as they say. But they also say that, you know what I'm saying, the chick never, she only took a bath like once a month, so... You know, I don't think she was really concerned about. But that was a thing back then, anyway. So, just splashing perfume on the yeah, like like we didn't even use toothpaste up until like the 1940s or something like that, 1950s or something like that. So, huh? It just wasn't a thing, you know what I'm saying? Until uh, Johnson and Johnson came along. But we can talk about that another time (laughs) when we start talking about you know after after you smoke cigar care, we'll talk about that on another show. Yeah. But Tobert, what do you think about cigar art? About cigar art, cigar label art, or box art, whatever. Um, I, I really haven't really got into just like looking at the label and making me want to buy a cigar. Mm-hmm. So, um, but 
I do appreciate the labels that I do see, mm-hmm. bands that I do see on cigars. So uh, I guess that's that's something. I do save my boxes mm-hmm. uh, for my cigars. I do want to do something with them one day. I, I never, Vanessa just gave me an idea of what she does with her, her boxes. Uh, so I'm going to try that uh, with a couple of my boxes. But other than that, man, just, I mean, I do save my bands. Um, I haven't been recently because I mean, and I normally smoke. I, I found a brand that I like, or a few that I like. And just, just keep smoking those. Just keep smoking those. Yeah. But if I try something new, I definitely keep the band and mm. make, that, make that happen for myself. Speaking of which, I was, uh, uh, this is another sidebar, but I was going through uh, my fa- one of my magazine, one of my cigar magazines came today, and uh, I saw the Infernos. I'm like, shoot, I need to hit Tobert up. See if you're trying to go in half on these. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. I think the last time I had one was when we went in on them, but I, but I kept I kept them for a long time because I think we bought like a twenty box or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So I kept a whole bunch of them. And good yeah, yeah, they are, they are. That's the only time I ever I ever had some. But um, as um, for me, the huh? fact about cigars and uh, cigar bands is that, um, and I, I'm sure you guys can appreciate this. Uh, earlier cigar boxes usually showed um, a lot of uh, new paintings and new pictures, True. And especially in the uh, 1800s and early 1900s. Mm-hmm. So um, there was this guy named Comstock. And he was all about decency and um, right. you know, perversion laws and all of that stuff right. and censorship. So they never really chased after the cigar boxes because, one, all of the art was on the inside of the lid. And since mm-hmm. the boxes were in humidors and um, higher-end stores were a certain type of gentleman shopped, he never got around to... Um, getting to those cigar bands, but once those, uh, some other, uh, I don't want to say lower end shops, but when cigars came more common, more affordable for everyday people, and they started placing those same cigar boxes into stores with the lids up where like passersby could see on on the streets, Uh that's when he became and got up in arms about the, um, the labels and the art on the inside of the boxes. Mm-hmm. So you'll find a lot of famous paintings on those earlier cigar boxes, but then you'll see them, you know, with a with a piece of cloth strategically draped over bits and parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. those are the ones that you know that Comstock got to, <laughs> and um, they had to change them a little bit so they could uh, show them off. Yeah, that was that's a nice, interesting uh, little fun fact. I hadn't heard that before. Well, not not that in de- not that in depth. I have it. But that was dope. I, I, I've been doing my homework. So I'll, I'll, I'll my game back up. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Uh, I, I do want to add another fact too on um, cigar bands. Um, you know, people are really quick to take the cigar band off, and like some people's like, well, do you keep it on during the smoke or do you take it off? It's it's kind of your personal preference. I know some people um. If you go to different places, they'll immediately take it off because they don't want you. They don't want to think that they're being snobby by trying to show off, you know, their, their cigar band. But in the process of taking off, you do have to be careful because if you take it off too early, you can rip the whole cigar and mess it up. So some of them, because they have yeah. them, the glue gets on the uh, yeah. On that, or they they really tight. Huh? Yeah. 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 So yeah, you definitely smoke it and let it heat up a little bit so you can 
So it'll kind of loosen up the glue that, that's holding it together. So you, then you can take it off without messing up your cigar. Mm -hmm. You know. So this this is like a little for people that just kind of getting in. You know, because some of the um, cigar bands are on the tip of the cigar too, and you can't pull them off the way that you know you want to. So it's like yeah, light it up real quick. You might be able to slide it back just a little bit so you can light your cigar up and let it heat up a little bit so you can take it off and then enjoy your smoke. Yeah. You're gonna let that have to let him hold the mic sometimes so you can hear, so so that can be heard. No, I was saying I normally smoke mine to the band or close to the band. Mm -hmm. I take the band How far do you smoke into the cigar? Do you only smoke to the band? It just, it just depends on where the band is at. So mm -hmm. only when you get to the band, you like three fourths down with the cigar. So. so you still probably got about like a dollar eighty seven cent left. Oh yeah. Dollar <laughs> 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 left on it. Man. <laughs> Look, get your money's worth. I ain't mad. That's a fact. That's a fact. Money's worth. Uh -huh. The other thing I found out while doing some research about um, cigar art is that originally cigars, before they were shipped in boxes, they were shipped in pig. They were wrapped in pig bladders mm -hmm. and scented with vanilla, and that's how they were originally shipped out. And then in, in about eighteen oh, no, and they were packaged in like batches of a thousand. And then around in the 1830s, they decided to switch to the cedar boxes because it was a bit more stable. And um, they found that the cedar boxes uh, helped the cigars age well. Mm -hmm. And that was way better than a pig bladder. Facts. And not as gross. Facts. So I thought that was another interesting fun fact. You're getting cigar smoke and chitlins all at the same time. Like, Y'all like some cigar historians in this <laughs> 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 Yeah. Knowledge is power. Knowledge it's applied. Is applied. Yeah. It's applied. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, so Nessa, when you save your bands, if your cigar also comes with a ribbon at the foot of it, do you save that also? Absolutely. Oh, okay. I just wonder. Because I just like the I like the decorations. You know, like um, Q said, you know, we see with our eyes, and a lot of people you shop with your eyes first. So if you see something that's visually appealing, something that has caught your attention. Because you're not going to know how a cigar smokes until you purchase it. Mm -hmm. So if you're not um, going in for a specific brand or something that you know, um, then what else do you have to... Um, so what other way can cigar companies compete for your attention is by the artwork, by the band, mm -hmm. by, the, by the packaging. Mm -hmm. So of course they're going to get creative with that to draw people's eyes, to draw your eyes. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I definitely um, look at the artwork on the box. I look at the artwork and the quality of the cigar. So yeah, it totally draws me in. Yeah, um, I um, I actually uh, made a made a uh, ashtray out of one of my cigar boxes. Um, it's an it's, it's an acid box, and I just cut a couple of holes in it. It's still some stuff I need to do to it, um, like add some little holders in there to hold the cigar properly. But um, look like it does fine. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it does. But you know, if you give a little bit of give a little bit of extra, you know what I'm saying, on the back end, it'll hold it a lot better. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, a little little divot right there. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do with my um boxes that are shaped like that. But now I also have some bigger ones that just sit. They just sit in my little cabinet, um, chilling. But I would. But that's a great idea. I like that one, though your acid uh, cigar one, because then you can close it up and it kind of, yeah. you know, is very discreet and mm. makes it, makes the table look neat. Yeah. But then, you know, double purpose. Then you yeah. got your ashtray. 
Since I like creating, you know, some cigars at the foot will come with a piece of cedar actually wrapped on them. Yeah. I would take a piece of cedar and extend it in so the cigar will sit on the shelf. You still close it in the box. It's still mm -hmm. relatively rectangular. Mm -hmm. You know, we was talking about um, cigar art band. And, um, you know, since we have our artists here, you know, Najib, um, you know, when you, when you do your art, I know it's your personal feelings and everything on that, but what kind of inspires inspires your your own portraits? So, the so I believe in creating a hundred percent original art, right? And the only faces or like the portraits that I will do of other people are literally only family members. Like I've done my brother, my daughter, um, myself quite a few times. And so the other portraits that you've seen are original characters I'm creating. So the collection is called It Takes a Village. And I'm creating an entire village of original people. That's that one you showed me with like 12 pictures or so? No, no. Oh, one the that? large face photos uh, that were uh, graphite and ink. Mm. Those are two women and two men. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like... So I'm creating my own village as a collection. That's what's up. That's awesome. So inspiration comes from conversations like this or something I, I saw or, you know, little things you, you overlook. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Something as simple is like sitting around a pool mm -hmm. and watching like the ripples move across the water. Mm -hmm. um, and And there's just so much going on in the world. Like... Is there clean water yet, like, in Flint? Like, <laughs> like you know, like, for real. It, 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 yeah. like, is it Nessa? Is there clean water in Flint? <laughs> like, for real, not yet. Like, no, they no. still don't have water. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, so that may spin me into a piece that seems a, a little, a little dark, dirty, but, but there's some, like, hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So you pretty much do let your... Conceptual art, whatever affects me at the moment. So it's, it's pretty much pretty good just to put your soul out there. If you're frustrated, upset. Yeah, you know or, or if you're happy. Or if you're happy. You know what I'm saying? Happy and appreciative. Yeah, put the mental out on paper just to kind of get it out, right? Oh, yeah. Is, do you think you're a little vain that you said you've done yourself a couple of times? Not at all. Not at all? Nope. You don't think that you have to be a little bit vain to be in, to be artistic in, in any Not type of all. way, whether it be poetry, so, dance, and music? No, so I will tell you like something interesting about... Um, so a few well-known artists I've met, right? Most of them don't like crowds of people. They don't like being out. It's somebody saw their art one day and said, you should put this out to people, right? If I'm the old man with a garage full of my art that nobody's seen except my family, you be cool I'm, with that. I'm happy with that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so happy with that. Yeah, I can feel you on that. I, um, I write spoken word and... Uh like I have, I have books upon books upon books full of spoken word that nobody's ever seen, nobody's ever heard. A lot of people don't even know that I do it, but um, I kind of keep it to myself. But um, I know Sweets was trying to get into something earlier, so let's let that segue go ahead and find its own find its own way. Yeah, no, I mean we, we talking about art. I mean we we'll definitely get into that because it's it's a marriage here, you know, what I'm saying in a sense. So you know, Kadri's art, uh, you know, people that um. Not necessarily having, like I said, not having a bad day. We could be having a good day. So we have our artists here, and we also have our um, 
trying to think of the proper way of saying what you do. Let him tell. Licensed. Licensed. I'm a licensed professional counselor, so I do psychotherapy. Yeah. So a lot of times with art and therapy, they go kind of go hand in hand. And I was going to ask you, um, uh, Ms. Tobit, like, have you ever in implemented any of that stuff just to kind of help any of your income patients or customers or clients? Clients, you know, in a, in a sense. One of the greatest ways of expression is, is art. So um, definitely, if I have a client who's interested in <laughs> self-expression, I think you know, referring them to um, art therapy would be something that'd be great. It helps with um, mental balance. Uh, it also helps with just you know, creating a, a peace of mind. So I, I think that's a great thing. I'm, I'm listening to Q, so it, it's interesting to hear the, the mindset of an artist when they're doing their, their craft. Uh, th those are things I like to hear about. And so I, I definitely try to expose that with, with my clients if they have a passion for something. I want to expose that and make sure that they, they get in tune with that and actually practice that. But do you think um, as a licensed uh, counselor, is that a good one for children that may not have the words to articulate what's upsetting them or what's um, making them feel, you know, not at ease as a way for them to really kind of put in, put it in a language where the adults can really understand what they're saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, I mean, that's, how kids normally can express themselves is through drawings, through seeing things, through you know being able to visualize. So uh, definitely, that's definitely a good technique to, to utilize to help someone, especially the kids. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Mr. Uh oh, looks like we are almost into our second third. So mm -hmm. take this moment to see where you at. We're gonna start off with you, Tober. Where are you at in uh, your cigar? I'm about to that three-fourths mode, and I'm gonna say I'm, I'm feeling really good right about right now. You are smoking a six a six sixty over there, sir. <laughs> feeling really good. I don't, that's I don't that's a lot of cigar. This is cigar. This is drink. I don't you, know what it is. You've smoked one of these already. I've smoked one of those already. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm feeling like um I'm feeling like I can just. I, I believe I can. <laughs> <laughs> my, my eyes are getting a little Chinese right now. So, you know, this is keep, keep the conversation flowing. I'll be all right. You don't edit that part out? Nope. 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 Where you at, Q, on your cigar? I'm in the middle of the second third. It's going well. Mm -hmm. what, what kind of notes you getting from it so far? Come back to me. I'm still getting there. <laughs> it takes a while for this cigar to, to really come alive for me. It's just a, it's a good, pleasant, pretty mellow smoke. Um, I've never actually sat down and tried to pick out the flavors I get from it because I enjoy it so much. I just want to light it. And usually I'll, I'll smoke it a little too fast because of that. But I'll think about it as we go around the table. And, um, what are you smoking again? This is the Southern Draw Rose of Sharon. What about you, Ness? Nessa? That smells great. Um, I am about uh, almost at the end of my two thirds. Like, I am just loving this cigar. Like, the more it has aged, the better it's gotten, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, 
definitely has still those notes of hazelnut. It still got that sweetness throughout. Great mellow. Nothing like some old hazel. Flavor. You know, uh, the notes of hazelnut, the notes of uh, chocolate are definitely coming through. So, yeah, I am definitely um, online. Next time I, I get these, I'm getting a box, like, mm-hmm. all the way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I know that's right. What about, what about you, Sweets? sweets? Um, like I said, I'm, I'm smoking the uh, Casa Fernandez um, Miami Anniversarial. Uh, this one is particularly was rolled by one person. All, um, and I think it was only 1,500 these cigars made, and all about, and, and they all was run rolled by one person. So this one was rolled in Miami, Florida. It's a uh, Piro, so everything comes from Nicaragua. It's um, has an ag- agnosaur leaf and. Nicaraguan leaf binder and the fillers off of Nicaragua too. So this was, you know, so this I, I did have the stick on the show before. It was a really good stick. I'm glad I brought it back. Um, so getting notes of like different kitchen spices, uh, a little bit of hay, and a touch of cocoa. You already over there, Tober? He's on some good drink. He on some good smoke. He's enjoying the conversation. So you know, hey, it's a smoke on podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah that's what we do here. Yeah. Well, as I say, this is the, the Garage Chronicles. You know. <laughs> and since so, Sweets was talking about the composition, back to the Southern Draw Rose of Sharon. It is a Ecuadorian sun-grown Connecticut wrapper with the Nicaraguan and Dominican long fillers. So it says it should have the taste of leather, oak, um, earth, and with a subtle spice. We don't care about what it should say. We want to know what you say. Because everybody's different. You know, everybody tastes buds, tastes different. Because they only put that stuff in there just to, get, just to draw you in. It's all about how you taste them. So, so I don't believe that it tastes woody at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I can definitely taste what I believe is is earth. It has a the spice is more of a sweet undertone. Mm-hmm. The retro hell is is really clean, no uh, no spice, and there's there's no like aftertaste that you get from some like really robust um, sticks. Mm-hmm. So it's a really pleasant, really pleasant stick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what about you, Ness? You know you on your Liga Pavada number. Number hey, hold on. Nine. That's right. When y'all say it, y'all gotta mean it when y'all say it. Y'all gotta say it. Y'all gotta mean it when y'all say it. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this um yeah, this uh this 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 I mean, I don't know what else I could say about it. I've talked about this several times, you know what I mean? And it's 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 doing what it should be doing and it's tasting how it should be tasting. Of course it's a um Connecticut broadleaf, so you know, it's, 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 I mean, it's, it's a league of number nine. I mean, what can I say that I haven't already said about it? You know what I mean? Uh, what, tell us about the, um, the band on it. Um, it's, it, it has the, uh, it, it, uh the, you know what, I like this band actually. Okay. Um, that's what actually, when I first seen this, it kind of drew me in because it looked like it's somebody's signature on it. And I like that. That's dope. That, right. I mean, not signature, but somebody actually hand wrote it in. Okay. Um, and it says Liga Provider Number Nine, and it looked like it's kind of like on some kind of, some kind of office stationery or some shit. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's cool. And of course, it's got the, uh, the, um, the Liga symbol on it, which kind of looks like the, uh, which is actually the if y'all have ever smoked the Undercrown, it's got the it's, it's the same same symbol on there, that Undercrown uh, Lion Griffin or whatever. 
on there, um, which is also, oh, we can get into that another time. I think we might have talked about, because uh, the Western also has, coincidentally, has the same symbol. It's the it's just, or the... I think it's the Western. No, no, what's the uh, name of the hotel? The, um... Whatever it is, it's the same yeah. thing, but I think, like, the crown is oh, the upside down. No, 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 no. Um, um, but it's that famous uh, hotel that's in New York. Um, Ritz Carlton. That's what it is. It's New the Ritz Carlton. My bad. Sorry about the Western. We're gonna edit that part out. But yeah, the Ritz Carlton has kind of got the same kind of symbol, and I don't know why uh, Liga didn't sue him or the Ritz Carlton didn't sue Liga, or yeah, Liga behind that because it's definitely the same thing with just the crown is just turned upside down, and yeah. But this is uh, an so amazing stick, and I'm like halfway through it. So it's not really the same. The crown is facing the other way. Um, yeah. Trademark and just change about thirty percent, you'll be okay. Yeah, I, I mean, but it's less than thirty percent, though. Think so? <laughs> I mean, if it's just the crown, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a. Well, I if mean, the, the crown Griffin, makes up a third of the piece, it's thirty-three percent actually. Uh, well, the crown doesn't; it just sits on the top of the head of the Griffin. But if theirs make up thirty-three percent, oh, of the Ritz Carlton, yeah. So oh. if that is smaller and inverted, uh -huh. I'm sure it clears the thirty percent. Oh, yeah. Well, if not, they're all going to listen to this, and then they're going to they're going to get to everybody. <laughs> everybody, one listens to the SOP. They, they do. They, in, in fact, they do. I heard somebody else talking about it on the radio the other day. But speaking of which, if Ritz Carlton decides to sue Liga, I want dibs on that because y'all heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you also know that's that um another fun fact I just been I'm full of them tonight. Um, oh, shit. A lot of hotels. She's for real about her homework, okay? I did. I totally <laughs> did. A lot of um cigar brands um in the 1800s, like in finer hotels, um the Hoffman State, uh, the Hoffman House Hotel, um did a promotion and created a, had a specialty cigar line created specifically for their clientele at their hotel. So, um, oh, that's dope. So, yeah. So, I mean, just the marketing techniques that they took, you know, they did, a, they used a lot of famous art, uh, art from historical period, periods like uh, Sweets alluded to with uh, Baroque and other famous artists and uh, famous pictures. And in some of the earlier cigar boxes, you also see where they like, Talk about marketing the children like they're literally on the inside lids. Children like acting like adults and like a little girl is lighting a, a cigar for a little boy. And these kids look like they're about like seven or eight, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, so cigar now. art has come a long, long way. But I wonder common things that they used in cigar art. I think they still kind of do it today. Famous people, politicians. Um, mythological figures um, and, and li whole lines are built off of those things. Like you said, the um, Castro is built off of, you know, the leader and the, the famous family of Cuba, mm -hmm. um, the Holly Selassies, how they use biblical characters. Mm -hmm. Even in more modern times now, you got your asylums, you got your uh, comic book character ones. Mm -hmm. So it's really like it come full circle in the design of them all. And I think that's just the great part, just seeing the creativeness and how people are are pulling all of that together. Yeah, that is dope. That is dope. Yeah. Um, so, hey man, how, how you liking this bourbon? Hey, we're killing this bottle too. <laughs> Tober, how you liking this hey, bourbon? Hold it up. How much y'all got left? Hold it up. <laughs> Half a bottle. Dang, that's a nice bottle though. Does it have a cork? Yeah, it does. Oh yeah, y'all need to hold on to that bottle. That bottle is nice. 
Yeah. Tell me how you liking this bourbon. You can pour it this way. Second, him, third cup. You gonna let him talk on the mic? You gonna be grabbing some keys off of him? It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. I'm really good right now. <laughs> that's, all got, that's all you got to say. <laughs> That's it. He's just chilling. He's just chilling. Put some of this bacon syrup in there. That, <laughs> put some of this bacon syrup that, um, no. And this game, so it's, it's really, it's cutting it, but it's making it really slow, so, yeah. And you was trying to laugh at it at first when I said yeah, something. <laughs> so since this is our first year episode, um, looking back, you guys, I, what, what do you think, what was your favorite episode that we did together? So I'm going to start with uh, you, Ness. What was your favorite episode that we did together? Oh, I'm, I'm glad you asked me that. And I'm glad you asked me that first. I'm glad you asked me that while the person who was on my favorite episode is here. My favorite episode is the one that Tobert was on. Um, I can't think of the name of it. I'll look it up in a second, but he did an episode. That was um, the guy episode, right? Yeah, that was the guy episode. It was uh, about mental health, and uh, that was actually my favorite one, him and Parham, but Tobers was my favorite, and I've always said that to everybody. I'm not just saying that because you're here, and you're my homeboy, but nah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Tobert? Um, I, I have to say that I like the one that I was on. <laughs> I'm not being bad. I do I like the one I was on, so I think we covered some uh, very great topic, and uh, the fact that we had not just me talking about my experience as far as being a, uh, a therapist, but we also the topic that we were on. We also had someone here. Uh, I think it was Ralph that was here. Mm-hmm. Was also able to, yep. uh, to give some insight, some real um, live in-person insight onto uh, what we were, just the topic that we were on, so I thought that was great, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you, um, what about you, Nessa? What was your favorite show? That's a hard question. That's why I asked y'all first. Um, I think the show that I, I it's between two shows, really. Um, one is our first episode because that's like the first time we ever all of us hung out and I think we just like really clicked and bonded on that show and like solidified our friendship like in moments and um, which one you said the show the first show that I was on Sex oh okay and Sex and the Cigar yeah uh-huh. yeah so um, that show and even though you weren't there your essence was there and that was when we were um, at Jig cigar. Yeah, that was that was a dope too. That that's number that's number two on my list. Actually, it would have been number one except for I just like the insight that Tobert had when he was on the show. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, that 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 um that one of Jigs that was that was that was super dope too. But Tobert being my guy, I'm probably a little little biased. Not the Jig is my guy either, but you know Tobert being my guy, I'm probably a little biased in that. But um, oh, oh, the man show was number three for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because not because I wasn't there and I was I was a little jelly and hating, but you know y'all got to get y'all guy time in, so I'm not gonna trip. <laughs> but um, I think we ain't shit without about, you though. Say what? We ain't shit without you though. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let it go. But you know, what? but I just thought like it was really great that you know guys get to focus on themselves and y'all you know be able to come out have a real moment, talk about guy stuff without always having that female presence. Because there are times when, you know, when a lady is in the room, y'all censor yourselves. 
and and it, you know I don't think it's it's done in a mean way. I think it's done out of respect. Right. But there are times when you just gotta you know guys gotta be guys and say it the way they want to say it and not have to worry about censoring themselves. And so that's nobody. what I really really liked about that show that you know mm. you guys got a chance to just be be y'all and not have to be like. Oh dang! Is she gonna is she gonna say something? <laughs> so definitely a great show on that one. Um, before we move on to sweets, uh, also I want to say that that show with Tobert was uh, cigars and mental health episode eighteen. Okay. Um, but yeah, what about you, sweets? Um, that is a really hard one. But you know what? Since y'all, you know, he gonna be vague again. Of course, I'm not gonna be vague. <laughs> He'll say, I love them all. Mr. Vague. I love them all. <laughs> I, love, I love the first one that we ever did together, me and you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, I did like them all. I'm not going to copy you. I also like the one that we did at Jigs, only because that was our first time going to a cigar bar and being in that, okay. that situation um, and the ambiance. You know, it kind of made everything kind of come full circle. We, we, you know, saying what we've been doing over the years, over the year. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, all of them are, are my favorite ones. You know, other than the ones that I, I probably didn't mess up on. <laughs> what, a, what, about, what about you, Q? Yeah. Well, not only am I happy to be a guest, I'm a longtime listener. <laughs> my my favorite episode, I remember it because it's a Jordan number. It's episode 23 with. One of my best friends, Christopher Parham, mm-hmm. who is currently mm-hmm. the the uh, chapter president of Black Wolf Hunting Club Lock here in loaded. Georgia. Lock and loaded. Yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> that's uh that's one of my that is my favorite episode. Yeah, that's that that was like I said that's that one is pretty dope too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I was actually surprised if y'all know if y'all know Parham, uh, he's 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 normally a really quiet guy. Until he's interested in something. He came to life on that show. He came to life. life, You know what I'm saying? He got a few drinks in him. You know what I'm saying? He lit up a cigar. I'm like, oh, shit. And it was on. (laughs) Yeah, but, um, yeah, those was all all nice shows. I'm going to tell y'all that our most listened to show is... um, (laughs) The Digger in the DM? The Digger in the DM. Yeah. That's our most listened to show. I meant to, uh, I meant to bring you one for the anniversary just because. Yeah, you'd have, been, you'd have been bringing it for yourself. I ain't fucking around with those diggers. <laughs> I think the funniest episode was Racist Randy. We cannot uh, forget Racist yeah, Randy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, actually, I actually got a friend of mine at work who's listening to him now, and uh, he has sent me something um, today uh, that he was listening to Racist Randy. And they was over there cracking up. And hey, if y'all, that was like our second show or something like that, the Sweets and I did. And uh, Sweets was hot about that. If y'all could have seen Sweets' face, if we'd have been recording right then when we did that one. I need him to call back in. I got the same <laughs> <laughs> No, the Sweet best line from that show was, don't you have a sister to impress? <laughs> I, I was like, Dad, drop the mic. That was like the best line of the whole show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, do you think that um, Tober? Do you think that um, did you listen to the racist Randy episode? I did listen to it. I thought that was a hilarious episode. Right? Do you think that somebody's got to be mentally handicapped for to even say some stuff like that? No, I think that's just that's what he believes in. That's what he feels. So <laughs> he's speaking his mind. <laughs> <laughs> We 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he got on a sweet skin. So just, 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 just listen. Oh, yeah. Listen. I, I've never heard sweets come at somebody like that. Listen, even after we got off, after we, after we had, after we had stopped recording, sweets was still sitting here like, man. <laughs> oh snap, that was hilarious. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I just took a drink out of sweet drink. <laughs> okay, okay. You know he's y'all he's burning good. buddies now. Nah, bro, come on, man. <laughs> I mean, this is my brother and all. Did someone yeah, man, say man. Thunder Buddies? <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. Worse has been done. But, but, but you know what, Nessa? You've got one of my favorite right. episodes, too. Well, of course, of course, Sex and a Cigar. That was one of my favorites for a really, really long time. But um, the one that uh, we had a couple of months ago with you and you and Carla, the uh, the massage therapist, and she oh, was talking yeah, about tensions and stuff. That was a really, really good episode. Carla was so nice. That was a great episode. Mm-hmm. That was that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That was really a lot of fun. You know, um, we've also had a lot of great guests on the show this past year. And yeah. um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what we do uh, this upcoming year. You know, hopefully more travel, more cigar shows, more live shows. Yeah, like actually doing shows. a live show and just like taking it there. I think that would be awesome. I think that should be our, our big goal for uh, 2021 is to do like a live show, like recording recording and everything. I think that'll be great. It's coming. It's coming. Like, name some of the uh, guests we've had. We had um, one of your baby mamas. Uh, was it Patricia? Yeah. Patricia, yeah. Real estate? Yeah. Um, yeah. The woman's episode, it wasn't yeah. as good as the guy episodes, but we had a lot of fun with my uh, my sisters and Javetta. Yeah, Lanny and Javetta. Um, hey, Javetta. Having my other sister. Hey, Lanny. So that was really great. My sisters, like, really talked about being on the show and definitely loved the opportunity. Even Lanny, because Lanny is, like, the shy one out of the out of the three of us. So she really doesn't talk a lot or, you know, get into it. She, kind of, she got into that show. She had a lot of fun. Did she? She did. Mm. She did. And no, you can't date her. <laughs> mm, damn it. <laughs> damn it. So, um, we that's not some of the other guests we had, say what? So that's not going to stop <laughs> we, we also <laughs> had not. We also had Trey on here. Yep. Huh? Trey Singleton, our guy from uh, Urban Mentoring Academy. Uh, we had uh, we had Ralph on Ralph on uh, yeah Ralph and Mark and James was on James. here yeah uh, for uh, fucking Friday and somebody was just listening to that today and sent me a message about that uh, uh, the, the pee on me episode oh yeah we had Shannon on <laughs> from the <laughs> we we did Wait, we had your brothers on yeah we had my brothers on yeah but, but we didn't yeah yeah we we had them on we also had C Mills on yeah. We had Moten on the episode. Yeah. Uh, who was the, uh, the masseuse? The Carla. Life? We said that. Oh, Carla. Okay. Carla. Carla. We also had, um, which I don't think got, got posted. We had the Virginity Naturals. Right. Girl on. Yes. Um, we had some really, really nice guests on. Yeah. Um, no, some, really, really, some really, really nice shows. You know, I said, this, you know, saying all the shows just keep getting um, better and better. Yeah, it seems like it. Seems okay. like it. But, um, so Q, um, outside of the um, the village uh, the village um, series that you're doing, do you have anything that's for sale? 
there will be a few things for sale fairly soon. So this will be a good time that you'll be able to find it at www.najedart.com. That's dope. I actually have one of yours hanging in my bathroom. You do. Yeah, if you're you go, an early supporter. If you have, <laughs> if you have to go to the bathroom anytime while we out here, just walk in there, go to the left, there's a door, and you'll see it right above the toilet. It's dope, it's too. It's a beautiful picture uh-huh. with the vibrant blues. I was kind of jelly, so um, uh-huh. I, I'm going to need some artwork for my space. Everybody who sees it, they like, who did that? Me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes, that is her. Like, no. Oh, man. I was taking credit for As long as they enjoy it, man. As long as you enjoy it. <laughs> nah, I thought about, you know what I'm saying, writing my name over your name, but I thought that would kind of be odd. Go ahead, I'll bring you some paint. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, but Tober, let's get into Tober a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Because he seemed like he's feeling it, you know what I'm saying? It's a perfect time to get in to be talking, you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. Um, do you when, when your clients come in there? I know y'all have like a um, and we've talked about this before. Have y'all have do y'all have like a client privilege? I mean, client social worker privilege or whatever. Uh, are you are you a social worker? Is that what you is that is that it? No, no. I'm, I'm a licensed professional counselor. Mm. So that, is that like a psychiatrist? It's it's um, it's it's in the field. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between a psychiatrist and a psychologist? A psychiatrist is able to prescribe medication. Mm-hmm. A psychologist can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's the major difference mm-hmm. between the two. So um, you can equate my my licensure, um, not quite a psychologist because they have that, that, that doctor. doctor behind their name. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as performing assessments, um, performing therapy, providing diagnoses, I can do all of that. Mm-hmm. So before you was a, um, you used to be a uh, cop also, right? I was a parole officer. A parole officer? Mm-hmm. How did that transition go? Transition for you, or is it kind of like on the same basis? It, it wasn't a, it wasn't a hard transition uh, because even as a parole officer, uh, I was trained in cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we did a lot of classes for our parolees. Um, to deal with um, um, cognitive behavior um, processing, mm-hmm. so just you know, thinking patterns, you know how to um, correct your, you know, your your errors in your thinking, perform better. So it wasn't a hard transition for me to make that to make that. And I my my undergrad is in sociology, so I've always had a passion for um, dealing with, with groups of people, and so that's something that I always had a passion for. So it was an easy transition for me to to go into this field. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, um, do you, and I think we also talked about this before about PTSD, right? Do you deal with a lot of that still? Still do, deal with a lot of uh, trauma, trauma mm-hmm. patients. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it comes on all forms of, and all variety of trauma. So it's, it's just not just military related, but it's also um, civilian related mm-hmm. trauma that, that happens as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I deal with, with, with all spectrums when it comes to. The trauma. Q, um, have you dealt with PTSD? Not, or are you dealing with it? Huh? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> not that you're aware of? Not that I'm aware of. Mm. Um, so I am a 12-year veteran of the United States Army. Um, all, all of the units that 
I've been a part of were really good at a immediate um, mental health care. So anytime you left or you you came back, it was something that happened right away, mm-hmm. which which doesn't happen in a lot of units. It's maybe months, even years later before someone gets the attention where something that could could have been addressed a lot earlier and they found, you know, different ways of, of working through um, whatever those traumas are mm-hmm. because they exist. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things people are asked to go and do for this country um, just to come back to a sometimes ungrateful uh, people, but you still have to live with it. All right. Um, right. So personally, uh, there are traumas I deal with, but no more than just regular life. You know, Um, I think a lot of us have traumas just from the environments we grew up in or just places we've we've lived. Mm -hmm. And this can spin into a whole, you know, systematic Mm -hmm. conversation. But I I think it's real. Like Mm -hmm. I. I've I grew up in a place where hearing hearing gunshots was the norm. Right. Very, very desensitized. Hearing helicopters like was the norm. Seeing seeing or hearing a a drive by or a walk by. Like bold, like a walk by. Um and that was normal to me at like eight, nine years old. Mm-hmm. Like so I lost like my best friend the morning I went to take the SAT. <laughs> like wow. I found out like on the way to go take it, you know, at, at 17 years old. So, mm. so yeah, there's there's plenty of traumas, not just because of the military, just being black in America. Yeah, that's, that, that like you said, that can be a whole show on its own. Yeah. And and I know um, that they um. But on that note, like, do you think um the military has really been committed to changing their direction and their views on mental health towards um, the people that serve? So, because, you know, before it just seemed like, you know, suck it up, buttercup, or, you know, if you went and expressed any type of feelings or anything that you were suffering, it kind of, it, it seemed like before you were just stigmatized. You know, do you think the military has finally caught up to the the rest of the world and understanding that mental health is important for for the for those people. So I I don't think it was something that was really over overlooked. More so, it wasn't often addressed, and the the servicemen and women affected by it weren't uh, weren't told how to seek help and how to address it after the fact um i have my own personal gripes with like the va now as a, a veteran but i also know that there are a lot of avenues you can explore that that it aren't um always openly exposed to you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's if you need something to happen overnight as slow as the government is and the military is if you know how to reach out it'll happen Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a better education now, knowing how much um, emphasis should be put on mental health. Also getting past just the old stigmas that it, it's weak to even say something like that and serve in the military. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so getting past you know a lot of a lot of those things and knowing how important it is, I think as a whole, just the the country, the military, everyone knows it's not taboo to say I'm not feeling quite well today and I can't shake it and I need to talk to someone. Mm-hmm. It's it's that simple, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so does your um, no saying being an artist does that help you on the days that you know having a bad day? I, I think art helps. Period. I think art for a lot of artists, a lot of people in general, you usually have a lot of thoughts you wish you got down on paper or just got out of your system before you went to bed. Mm-hmm. Like I sleep like a baby after I paint because whatever was on my mind. Pretty much for that moment, it's I, I was able to get it out, right? So now if you deal with the, the traumas that, that people have and that don't have a way to express it, it doesn't have to be a, a big trauma. It, has, it only has to be one small thing that continuously trips them up and pushes them to act out at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, So I think creating in any way, building, painting, spoken word, or just writing... Like I, I think it's it's healthy to get those uh, those feelings out that you can't quite put in words sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. I'm a big fan of journaling. Like I am a journal writer. I have who books upon books um, from like my mid twenties, like all the way up to now. And I think journaling is one of one of, for me, it's been one of the best ways to deal with things. When I'm, I'm processing something out or I'm not quite sure, you know, where I should be on something, just that, that writing it out and getting it out is, is such, for me, is one of the best releases. Because on, your, on paper, it's just between you and that paper. Nobody else has to know. And it doesn't matter... You know, there's that freedom of going wherever you need to go with your thoughts mm-hmm. and not having to worry about somebody judging you on what you're saying. You can be just totally uninhibited to say or to get out what you're feeling in that moment. So I, I can totally 100 percent agree with you on that. Um, definitely a big fan, fan of journaling, um, which puts it back to you, uh, Brother Talbert. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> on uh, like with everything that's going on, I, we know 2020 is the year of what the fuck, like for real. Between COVID, the elections, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on. And um, working in the school system, I think about the kids. I work with high schoolers, and um, what do you think? There are some things because, like, our school district. They do uh, social emotional learning, like first 10 minutes of every class, they do something that's social emotional. If it's uh, an inspirational video on how to deal with something, um, we've had some videos on yoga, on journaling, on things. What do you think um, people, especially parents, can do to make sure that their children, children's mental health, is being checked in on during this this crazy year. What the fuck? I got you. Uh, one of the main things that parents can do with kids is just continue to communicate. Just communicate with their kids. I think communication is the, is the key to um, to anything that we actually do. 
so sitting down, talking with your kids, getting getting their input, making them feel included in, in what's going on, I think that's very helpful uh, for parents and, and for kids. I think a lot of times we as parents, uh, we tend to want to give answers and solutions more so than just hearing what the kid has to say. And I think a lot of times kids have, you know, they have their expressions um, and we kind of overlook those expressions because we as adults have, have experienced things and we have the, we, we think we have the answers. But I think just allowing the kid to be able to express themselves um, in an open format without judgment, I think is one of the key forms to help them, helping um, that relationship uh, to, to fester and to grow. Um, so, um, Q was talking about, you know, um, being able to release when he write. I mean, when he paints or, you know, uh, people finding that release. Do you feel a certain type of release when you feel like you've gotten through to somebody and you've helped them out? It's, it's always a pleasure from a therapist end to see a patient get it, like when that light bulb goes off and they're like, they can connect the dots to their problems. Um, as a counselor, I never try to give solutions to anybody's problems. But what I do try to do is, is help them with finding the roadmap to finding their finding their answers. Mm -hmm. So it, it's always great to see when a patient is like, you know what, that's what I haven't been doing, that's what I need to do. Or now I, 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 I see where I can actually connect connect the dots and make things happen for myself. So for me, uh, that's always good. I never, I never give a solution to a problem. I always uh, filter through the problem with the, with the, with the patient. Mm -hmm. So that means they're finding their own solutions to their problems. That way, when they when they get to the end, they can say, "I did this on my own," and it's not where I gave them solutions to their problems, and they can't say, "You know, well, I blame you for it not working." They can actually say, "You know, I did this, and I was able to find a solution to where I'm at." Has that happened before, where somebody came back like, "Yo, that was some bullshit that you said"? No, actually, but again, that's that's what I'm saying. I've, I've never had a, a patient to come back and say, "You know, it's." Your, your fault. It's always been, you know, where I help them guide, I help them find the solution to their own problems. I always tell patients, you know the solution to your problems. Mm -hmm. You know you know where the answers are at. The thing is, just we got to find those answers. Mm -hmm. So I help them process through. That's the whole thing about counseling is processing through to find the solutions to your problems. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think that's that's pretty interesting that that when you, you put it that way, it's making the person finally um, reevaluate themselves right mm -hmm. and look at themselves and say okay this is me because my so my minor in school was psychology so my major was psychology oh really yeah so like <laughs> cognitive behavioral therapy is literally like you said it's, it's just guiding the person on how to take care of yourself which I think like that goes into other parts of, of health as well well if you had a sports injury you go to a physical therapist it's not so you go forever it's so the physical therapist guides you on how to listen and respond to your body to make it better mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I think we should take that view in a, a lot of things in life mm -hmm. and, and own up to like where we're weak where we're strong mm -hmm. and, and just go from there and make it happen mm -hmm. one, of, one, of the things, one of the things that I, I do with my patients is I always tell them when they first came in the first session and we're going through the whole diagnostic assessment piece where we try to, you know, see what you're in there for and, and what's going on. I always tell my patients that you're a superhero. And the thing is, we're going to find that superhero within you. God damn right I am. The thing about a superhero is, a superhero is not a, a right and type of person, but they're a person that can 
find problems and solve them. And so once they find that superhero within themselves, it's amazing how they, you know, how they prosper in the therapy session. And they, they actually come in just knowing. And you hear them session after session. You know, that remind me of a superhero. They're like, hey, I'm a superhero. I can do things. I can make things happen. So that's what I try to encourage my patients to do, is find that superhero within themselves and, and become that. And that's what they do. A lot of them do it. That's awesome. I just I have that a question that really has nothing kind of do with what we're talking about right this second. Mm-hmm. But we keep mentioning like how how much um, 2020 has has worn on us. Also, I believe that this year has pushed us to make new discoveries about ourselves, yeah, our definitely. families, our friends, our business. Definitely. So, if you would just humor me, what's what's something? that was, has been positive and beneficial to you personally during all of everything that happened in, so far in 2020? Nessa, you go first. <laughs> oh my gosh, where do I start? Self-discovery. Um, wow. Whew. For me, um, it's been a great year of personal growth. Um, quarantine has um, allowed me to think about who I want to be coming out of this. Like, um, you know, I'm at that big milestone. I'm about to turn 50 in like a few months, believe it or not. I know, I know. Hard to you, believe. You don't look a day over 49. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't, even, don't even crack no jokes. Don't even crack them. Just, just hold them in, sweets. Hold them in. But, um... Black don't crack. <laughs> but, um... When you get to that that milestone, you really want to think about um, not really where you've been, because what's done is done. And I look back and appreciate everything that has shaped me who, to who I am now. But now I'm looking forward to um, what's the next 50 years going to be like? How do I make the second half of my life the best half of my life. Mm-hmm. So that it's caused me to step out of my comfort zone. Um, one, doing this podcast, I'd have never thought I'd have, I would be doing a podcast with a bunch of guys talking about cigars and smoking. And it's been great because it's, it's challenged me to think about what I want to say that, you know, kind of my people are going to hear my voice. And so if you're going to hear my voice, I better have something to say. I don't want to just be among the mumbly bumbly jargon that's out there. I really want to have something that people are going to think about and and um, and challenge their way of thinking about things. Mm. So I think that's been the most appreciative thing for me and um, stepping out to start my own business, like to really step away from the... The, the pyramid scheme that is work and trading dollars for hours and really pursuing my dream of being an entrepreneur. So I think in all of this craziness, that is one of the biggest things, not just for myself, but for a lot of people, they're realizing, hey, that nine to five, that traditional job is not may not be there when we get through all of this. So what can I do? What can I do outside of the box? not only provide for my family and myself, but to do something that's going to make me happy that I want to do. So that's, that's the biggest change for me for 2020. What about you, Ness? Uh, for me, 
Um, this is where uh, uh, there's been a few things that's gone in my life, going on in my life. You know what I'm saying over the last year or so, uh, actually last two years. So, um, with this time, like I think for me, um, I developed. Uh, I've I've not developed because I guess I always had it. I guess I kind of recognized the fortitude that I that I have or that I needed. I gained it. I guess. Um, um, that for me is probably one of the bigger things. That and you know just. Just um, growing closer with my family because, um, you know, um, I'm usually at work all the time. Um, and then I have other, you know, things that I'm doing all the time. You know, like we, a um, couple times out of the year, you know, I may be gone for, you know, a week at a time with different um, stuff that, you know, we do as brothers sometimes. And uh, with this, with everything being shut down, it gave me that time to sit at home. I was even off of work um, for a little bit um, behind COVID, and just building that, building that, you know, strengthening that 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 home relationship. You know what I'm saying? And shoot, for real, clearing my mind a lot. You know, because um, you know you, you know, for a long time we wasn't able to go outside. Um, um, you know, you really couldn't go anywhere really, but to the gas station and to the grocery store for a long time. So just being able to sit down and you know, look at myself, look at my family, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, get everything together. That was, that, that's the one, that, th those are the things that I learned over this, uh, this past year. But what about you, Sweets? Um, you know, you know, for me, like, I, I can pick it back off of both y'all. Um, but, uh, financially, um, you know, I, I was working on that anyway, but this year forced me to be um, more financially sound. You know, um, definitely trying to create more different revenues of saving money, different revenues of making money because any one of us could easily been out of been out of work. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, saying what, what we, you know, saying have done now because, you know, we all have families, we all have kids we have to provide for. So just um, make sure that they're good. And you know, saying just from hints and like in the future, like making sure that if anything happens, I'm going to be good regardless. Um, other than that, just and, and mentally, it's um, you know, saying getting closer with the family because you know, for a while, it's like you know, you couldn't like you know, physically touch certain people or, or be around people, and you know, saying like just this, this whole thing right now, it's like I'm, I'm around my brothers and sisters and. It's it's a beautiful thing, you know. What I'm saying because you know for a while it's like, hey, you know, I, I can't I can't see you, I can't I can't touch, you. I can say hi, but just the physical contact, you know, certain stuff that we might have taken for granted in, in the future, you know, what I'm saying we don't know, and it, it's just nice, you know, what I'm saying from that from that perspective. Yeah. What about you, Q? Hold on, we save you last since you want to bump the question. What about you, Tober? I think 2020 has been a challenge for everybody across the board. Uh, one of the things that I, I've, I've seen that has been great is that reuniting of um, the family structure. So people are able to be at home with one another, communicate with one another, getting to know one another once again. I think that's a beautiful thing. We get so involved in our day-to-day -day hustle that sometimes we lose sight uh, what's most important for us, and I think uh, with everything that's going on with 2020, we've, we've had a chance to bring things back into perspective as far as what's most important in our lives.
survive. Definitely. So um, that for me has been it's been a good thing. I mean, twenty twenty for me is is, is probably closer um, to the things that I love the most, my passions that I that I want to pursue, mm-hmm. and focusing on things that I need to uh, pay more attention to. So it's twenty twenty, despite some of the the downfalls that we've had in twenty twenty. I think overall, you know, 2020 has been a blessing in disguise. I think it's something that, as a nation, we needed. Mm-hmm. We needed that 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 piece where we needed to slow down and take a look at what's most important in our lives um, for 2020. So it, it's it's been. I've, I've, had, I've experienced some some death in family in 2020 with the COVID, mm-hmm. but also I've I've experienced um, closeness mm-hmm. with with family as well. I think that's been a great thing, um, and with friends as well. So you, you actually get to know um, who's there for you, who's in your corner, mm-hmm. who has your back. I think that's a great thing with 2020. Uh, do you know what something I noticed about you, Tobert? Let me tell you something about Tobert. <clears throat> Ever since I've known Tobert, we've been on this ball kick together. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, COVID come along and he start growing his hair back and shit. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I'm alone in the body thing. <laughs> I, I had to let it go. Let it go. And you know what I'm saying? He got the hair just how I wanted. Like I always, when I was younger, I always dreamt of having a whole full head of salt and pepper hair. You know what I'm saying? And a big old belly I could rest my arms on when I'm sitting in my recliner. I just that's just always been my dream. You know what I'm saying? Belly part, but yeah, yeah, man. Just just matter sitting on your, you know, watching football. You sitting there, not really, not a big belly, but you know, you sitting there. You know what I'm saying? Watching TV in your recliner. You know what I'm saying? Got your beer on the side. Got the salt pepper here. That's that's just always what I envisioned this shit. But I never got to live it out. But this nigga, but this dude got it. I think this is like like Nessa. I'm I'm fastly approaching that big five zero. Next week, I'll celebrate forty nine. So, November 6th. Yeah. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Happy birthday, yeah. birthday. I'm November 10th. Yeah, yeah, Q was right behind. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Scorpios? Yes, sir. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you something about my hair. Valentine's babies. I was for, I think I started going bald. Well, I started cutting my hair bald um, shortly after I had got married in 2000. I started going bald, so I, I started shaving it bald. I thought it was easy maintenance, which it, it was. It was easy maintenance. And I never wanted to let my hair grow because I had so much gray that was on my hair. And I was, I was like, I don't want to show the gray. I don't want to show the gray. And then when this COVID hit, I said, you know what? I'm going to let my hair grow for a while just to see how it looks. You look just like your pops, too. That's what everybody yeah, was telling just like, like, yeah. when, I first, when I first seen you with your hair, I'm like, dang. He ain't bald. Tober's he pops, a head full of hair. No, I was like, Tober's pops look just like Tober. And then I <laughs> seen people comment. I'm like, oh, shit, that is Tober. <laughs> What's funny is that funny is, like, I video call my parents like almost daily. So when I video called, it was like last week, uh, I video called my parents. And we just, I was talking to my mom at first. And my dad, he's just looking at the, he's looking at the screen, looking at the screen. I'm looking back at him. <laughs> He's like, he starts chuckling. I'm like, what am I doing? What's wrong with you, man? You all right? He's like, you look like me. I was like, I hope that's a good thing. I hope I don't look like Uncle Larry. So that's right. Right. That's, that's the thing. So my mom. Yeah, Uncle Larry. So, yeah. So like when I first saw out there. Yeah, when I first saw let my hair grow, I, the first person I showed was my mom. 
Mm-hmm. My mom was like, "Oh, you look so you look you look so handsome." I was like, "I chill. You look like like your daddy." I was like, oh, "Okay, thank you, mom." So I was like, "I said I think I'm gonna cut it off." She said, "No, don't cut it. Do not cut it." <laughs> Let it lock and grow. <laughs> oh, that's absolute facts. You and your dad. Oh my gosh. Yes. At, ain't no question about that one. Mm, you and your dad are just alike. What about you, Q? Since you posed the question. 2020. So I was one of those people that lost a job. Um, I was. You was a stripper, right? I was instructing art <laughs> through a through a nonprofit here in the city for the state of Georgia in the Department of Juvenile Justice. I had fourteen uh, young African American men between the ages of thirteen and sixteen that no longer wanted to continue regular schooling and was also on some type of court order to monitor. Mm. Um, so I did a lot of. Um, I thought I was just going to instruct art. And I found very quickly I did more team-building, mm. teaching, mentoring, mm-hmm. brand-building, mm-hmm. um, and, I, and I enjoyed it. So that, uh, that job went away because the facility literally closed. Mm-hmm. And so I went all in with, with art. So I, I'm trying to integrate vertically as much as possible. So I make all of my own apparel I don't outsource for product pictures, reproductions. I do my own prints. I, I do every single part of it outside of building the frame for the canvases that I just hadn't gotten around to I was yet. about to say, why don't you? Because uh, this table is actually built by, <laughs> if y'all have ever been here, for those of you who are listening who have seen this table or came by and smoked a cigar with me or whatever, this table was actually made, handmade, by this man over here. During quarantine. During quarantine. <laughs> During quarantine. And you're asking me how I got it, right? <laughs> so what happened was, back when he was stripping. <laughs> Man, we're not going to talk about this. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> or my future. <laughs> we're not judging. Oh, no. I get this six-pack. I'm never putting the shirt on again. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you telling? Ever. Who are you telling? I'm going to be at church with just my boxes on. Let me let me get a six-pack. All right, so look. We're... We're, we're not going to do that. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I think, I, think one of, I think one of the biggest things I noticed um, very early on about the quarantine in 2020, I think a lot of people did a lot of self-reflection. They got a lot of, like, things around the house. I remember Home Depot, 6 o'clock in the morning, packed every day, yep. mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. And uh, people became, I believe, more like self-reliant mm-hmm. because of all of the scared of all the what ifs. What if the government never like gets back mm-hmm. to what our norm is and, you know, the pandemic continues. So 2020 is uh, it's like a war. It's some very horrible parts to it. Mm-hmm. It's also some parts that's going to teach you some things that you're going to be able to carry with you for the rest of your life. And hopefully it positively pushed us all in a very, very great direction. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We agree with you on that. Um, pushed us, I think it pushed families closer together. Like, especially for me and my sisters, you know, we're spread out all across the country. So I'm here in Georgia. I got a sister in Detroit. My other sister's in Minneapolis. And... Um, 
Hey, Lanny. You know, we, we call each other more often. We talk to each other more often. Detroit? Um, huh? I interact with my sons more often now that we're, you know, it's really hard. It's not easy just to, you know, pop home and show up now. So I think that's been a definite blessing and um, can totally really appreciate that. But um, before we forget, did we uh, do, did we have our stuff ready to do our cigar and superheroes uh, piece? Did you uh, do your sweets? No, we wasn't doing superheroes um, on this episode. We're not doing that one tonight? Oh, my bad. I, oh, I did not oh, you was homeworking, homeworking. Oh, oh, you wasn't bullshitting. Okay. <laughs> so, hey, you stay for next time. We'll get into it. Okay, I'll save it for next time because it was a good one. I was really proud of myself. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So I was uh, I was asking, um, where were you originally from? And Flint. <laughs> you're originally from Detroit, correct? Yeah, born raised Detroit. I yeah. will throw a chop you. Say Flint one more again. Yeah, one I more again. I visited Detroit once. I had a job offer upon getting out of the military as a security lead at the Greek town. Is that what mm -hmm. it's called? The hotel? It's yeah, casino. casino. Yeah. And I was like, man, this city is pretty much falling apart. Like, why would I move here? <laughs> ah, don't be hating. Oh, Detroit has had some rough spots. It, it has. It, hey. and, um, it, it, yeah. Flint, it's coming back. It's bouncing back um, in a great way. Because one, it's a port city. Right. We're right across the, literally a Across the river from Canada. If you go to downtown Detroit, look across the Detroit River, that's Canada. Mm -hmm. So um, they're not going to let that port city just collapse on itself. Um, there's been a lot of revital revitalization happening. Um, there's always <clears throat> been a lot of great things about Detroit. Number one place is the Eastern Market. Like if you're if every Detroiter knows about the Eastern Market, one of the best places in the world to go. Um, People come together. It's been around since the 1800s. Farmers have started just coming, selling their produce. Now it's grown into shops, um, arts, everything. You would love it on that note, too, just to see some wonderful, wonderful artists. You would find so much inspiration there. Like, don't sleep on Detroit. Like, for real. We got our issues, facts. But um, a lot of great entrepreneurship is coming out of Detroit and a lot of ingenuity is coming out of Detroit. So yeah, we ain't down yet. We make more than just cars. Absolutely. So um, since we got a little break, you know what I'm saying, um, I think everybody should be in their third Thursday of the cigars. How's everybody been enjoying the cigars so far? Uh, we me go with your first one, Ms. Tolbert. Yeah, I finished mine. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a great smoke. Um, Pair well with the uh, with the this bourbon. Yes, pair well with the bourbon that we had. So um, I appreciate the bourbon. Gone. Yeah, appreciate the bourbon tonight. Listen, I I enjoyed you guys tonight too. Um, I hate that I'm about to break out just a little bit early on you guys. Oh no, it's all good. Listen, you guys have been great. Uh, I always enjoy being around the brothers and the sisters. So um, thank y'all for. Allow me to be a part of this podcast, and that I appreciate you all. Yeah, tell, tell us where you got your cigars from. It's a house blend, so you know. Yeah, just it's, so, yeah. it's a house blend. Uh, actually, it's, it's a little shop in Atlanta. Uh, I can't think of the name right off the cuff right now. Is it a black-owned shop? It's a um, it's Dominican. 
Oh, okay. Dominican. So same difference. You'll get the yeah. name before the this episode is is posted. Yeah, so we can absolutely. Definitely. But what I will do, I will definitely share it with uh, with the brotherhood and the sisterhood. Um, so it's an amazing. That was an amazing smoke, and I can't wait to share um, a cigar with you guys. So you guys can experience. What I experienced with that cigar, and it's a 660. I like. I actually like 660s. That's probably my favorite size. It's, it's not a hard smoke. It's not. It doesn't leave the aftertaste. Like Key was saying earlier, on some cigars that leave the aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Don't leave the aftertaste with it. Uh, it pairs well with just about anything that you drink it with, uh, and it's full of smoke. So I mean, you'll you'll, you'll feel all the notes in it, and you'll, I think you'll enjoy it. Do you know the guy that you got that from? Because I know you be networking. What's that? I said, make sure you get us that name because you know oh, I'm up here in Atlanta. So uh, I will. Uh, I'm definitely swing by. I will. As a matter of fact, sis, I will be in Atlanta next weekend for my birthday weekend. So I'm going to shoot you exactly what I'm going to be doing. So you can come out and celebrate with your brother as well. Absolutely. Wouldn't yeah. miss it. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. When are you going down there? I'll be, uh, I'm leaving out of here. Um, my birthday is Friday. So I'm leaving out Friday. So it'll be a Friday and Saturday. Friday evening? Friday, yeah, Friday evening. You should let me know so I can run out with you. I will. I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, oh, that's what's up. I get to see both my brothers. Yeah. Yay. That's what's up. So, so, yeah, I'll shoot you the link now so you can get your reservations made. Because, yeah, you know how your boy is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing Moton, so I'm standing in that size. Let's go. All right, but listen, I, 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 I enjoyed you all. Thank you so much. Ness, uh, this, this, I want to say this. People don't know just how how, how blessed Nessa is. They don't know how blessed she is. I know. I say that all the time. Yeah. I say that all the time. She is a beautiful woman. Y'all better recognize yeah. this. Yes. Somebody's, somebody's, somebody's going to be a lucky camper. Yeah, not only is she beautiful, not, not only not only does she look beautiful, but she's actually a beautiful person on the inside, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you guys. And, yeah. look and, look she, and she stunned. <laughs> That, that part, I'm gonna leave that alone. Leave that alone. As, as she leans back in the camera, as she leans back. <laughs> All right. Hey man, I love you guys, man. You guys are a one for me, man. So Thanks, all day long. Right back at you, man. We appreciate you coming out. Always welcome anytime at the SOP. We love to have you here. Yeah, be safe. Thanks for coming out, man. I love you. Yeah. So. um what was we talking about? Oh, where we at on our cigars? Sweets, where you at? Oh, man. My cigar is a wrap. That's one for the books. That's <laughs> one for the books. It I'm... was a bittersweet moment because I know that was my last one. So uh-huh. now that's all right. It just gives me an opportunity to buy more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... it's Absolutely it's... loved it. Paired well with... Um, with what I was drinking, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, you know me, I'm a mixed drink girl. So, um, picking that cream, uh, Dr. Pepper cream soda pop paired really well with the, the sweetness and the hazelnut of the, um, cigar. I, I was going to go with, um, some spiked chocolate milk, but I was like, eh, I don't feel like warming up the chocolate milk. So I just went the quick and easy route, but I think it was an excellent choice. It's a great, like, dessert cigar. After a wonderful meal, you want to kick back and have a little hit of sweet. That's definitely the cigar that I would recommend. Smooth, full-body flavor. Um, no strong notes, no peppery taste, because, you know, I'm not a peppery 
um, cigar person. So yeah, that's that's a definite winner in my book. Mm-hmm. What about you, uh, Sweets? Uh, um, these last thirds have been nice. It's like the, the first third started off with a little bit of uh, pepperiness, and after that, that was about it. So now it's just been a really, really smooth smoke on this one. So all the notes I was getting, like I said, you know, saying the spices, a um, little bit of cocoa, um, earthiness, and a tad bit of hay. Um, but now it's just it's been a really good smoke. So I will definitely recommend... Um, the Casa Fernandez anniversarial um, cigar. You know, so it's, it's made. It's been rolled in in Miami, so but you know everything else was from Nicaragua. But uh, definitely good smoke. Yeah. What about you, um, Q? I am down to the pick, my brother. He's got the pick in it. <laughs> I think I I have about another quarter inch of this I can smoke, and I'm going to smoke it. About another seventy-five cent, fifty cents up in there. Yeah, as you should. Yeah. Yeah. Money don't grow on trees. I mean, it is paper. But it's really cotton. It's cotton, yeah. But you know. You know. What about you, Ness? Um Um, (laughs) What can I say about the League of Provider number nine? There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Why why did they have you What can I say? You know. What can I say? I know. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Right now, I'm down, like you said, I'm down to like my my last three quarters of an inch. You know what I'm saying? And y'all know I'm gonna get all my all my all my skrill out of this. Um, and it's is is what we normally be doing. This is actually a a a, a, a tube a tubo um, legal provider number nine. It's a uh, 152 millimeter by 52. Um, I don't know what that is exactly. I looked that up for sure, but um, it's a Toro size. I do know that. So, okay. um, but yeah, this is this is, this is actually the first tube tube one that I've had, um, and I actually won this at a um, cigar event that I that we had in Buford um, a couple of months, probably about a year ago now. That I think about it. Okay. No, it was probably back in like February, March, maybe right before COVID. Okay, that's cool. So it was, it was sitting for a while. So it yeah, yeah, it's been sitting for a while. But uh, it's a legal number nine. So a lot of my legal number nines, like I have a few more left, and I got a whole bunch of T fifty twos in there. That uh, they usually sit. Oh, is that right? <laughs> not in that one right there. Not in my. Not in the outside. <laughs> oh, 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 is that right? I don't keep them in my outside one because we had a problem with cigar etiquette. Those are facts. Yeah. So, but um. Yeah, um, so they usually do six. I really only smoke them every now and then. Um, they kind of, I kind of treat them like my Cubans, really. Actually, I probably smoke my Cubans more than I smoke the Liga Number Nines, to be honest. But uh, yeah, this is a really good one, and it did pair well with this um, with this bourbon that we drinking. Need one of those T fifty twos before I go. <laughs> I'll let you get one. Not a problem. I was say, with, with that laugh is like, man, boy, please. <laughs> I give you one. Oh, already enough. I, I think he's happy that he asked and just didn't walk over to his That's what they say the king is dead? Oh, yeah. Shoot that. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't think I've, I never had this before. King is dead by Caldwell. I never had this one. Caldwell. By Caldwell. This is, this is one of the ones that's alive. Oh, my God. That's the king wonderful. is dead? Yeah. yeah. And this is the, what is that? The It's a 7 it's a by 7 50, by 56, 54. 50, yeah. Like yeah. It might, be, it might be like a 750. But yeah, uh, I never had that, but uh, I'll definitely probably smoke that on the next show. And yeah, I'll definitely go in there and get you a, uh, a T-52. Not a problem. Uh, do you have any um, celebrity cigar smokers for us today? I always do, if y'all always. want one. 
<laughs> if y'all want one, I can definitely put one out there. Huh? What's that? Oh, yeah. It's He's going to go admire his artwork. <laughs> as, y'all, as y'all know, that's the, that's the uh, Celebrity Smoker song right there. And I don't think I spoke about Tiago Splinter, did I? I did speak about Dominique, um, but I didn't speak about Tiago Splitter, um, who was also on that same line with um, Dominique Wilson, Wilson. I mean, Dominique Wilkins, the MXS, um, which stands for Maximum Excellence and Success, which debuted um, June 29, 2019. Um, the one for Tiago Splitter is a... Is okay. It's a Peruvian and Nicaragua. It's got Peruvian and Nicaraguan fillers. Um, they have robustos, which are five fifty twos for ten eighty, and a box of that is two sixteen. They also had a Sublime, the six and a half by fifty four, um, and they're fourteen dollars a piece, and for a whole box is two eighty. So if y'all want to ever check out, check that out. You know what I'm saying? Just look up MXS, and it will definitely pop up for you. I don't know if. Y'all know who um, Tiago Splitter is, do y'all? I've heard the name. He's he's a basketball player. Okay. Um, he was a Brazilian basketball player, actually. Okay. Um, and he also he um, he's also, he's he's actually right now. I thought it was raining outside. He's actually right now a player development coach for the Brooklyn Nets. Okay. Um, but he actually did really good over in. Um, in Brazil for a long time. Uh, well, actually, he played there for, played there for seven seasons. Um, no, I, I take that back. I take that back. He did play. He, 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 he's from Brazil, but he played in the United States. He played in the NBA for seven seasons. Yeah, my bad. But, um, yeah, if y'all get a chance, check that out, the uh, MXS line, like I said. And right now they, right now they just have the um, – Dominique Wilkins and the uh, Tiago Splitter, but I'm sure they're planning to add to their repertoire at some point. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, as far as uh, cigar news, uh, we do have some new cigars out. So one is the CAO Vision. It comes in a beautiful case. Um, you get 20 cigars. There, there are only 2,500 boxes that came out. Um, it comes with a beautiful blue hue on it. So these come out next month. And next we have the PDR. Now this one is interesting. So the cat from PDR, um, A. Flores, he found a forgotten stash of cigars in his warehouse. So these were supposed to go out to some, um, a European company that went under. So it just got, you know, saying forgotten in the back. And it's been aging since 2014. So that being said, you know, these are a little bit more expensive, but, um, there, like I said, it was, it was a uh, forgotten inventory. So from PDR, so you know it's going to be good. So I think these are going to be about twenty twenty dollars a stick, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure it'll be well worth it. Yeah. So and the uh, Ramon Alone coming out with the limited edition of um, 2019. Ramon Alonis. Ramon Alonis. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, the number twos. Mm-hmm. So these were the, the Cuban ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Normally, these probably go to, like, uh, the European countries, but now they're going to be doing going worldwide. And, you know, since we talked about the um, Opus X from Fuente Fuente, 
they're coming out with one that's called uh, the Forbidden Fuente. Um, so I know that's going to be a nice stick also. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, other than that, uh, there's no new news from like uh, the um, Premium Cigar Association and the FDA. I think that's pretty much just a dead horse. Um, so, you know, so that's pretty much about it for like uh, like new cigars coming. I mean, there's, there's some other ones, but as far as like some headliners, that's you know, saying pretty much about it though. Mm-hmm. That's some good info. Anything you want to add, Nessa? Um, Since you've been doing your homework, you know, I'm pretty sure you got, got a surprise. I know, I've really been doing my homework. Um, I haven't kept up with cigar news, so I cannot front. You know me, two jobs, keeping busy. But um, I think for me, I'm looking forward to, because I am taking a trip. I'm going on vacation uh, next month. I'm going to Chicago for about five days. Okay. So... Um, while I'm there, I will be on the hunt for some great uh, cigar bars and some great places for us to uh, hang. So that is that is going to be my task while I'm there in, in the Chi-Town, uh, connecting with some, some friends and some family and some people I haven't seen in, in quite a long time. So I'm really looking forward to that trip. So, um, yeah, give, so give what I'm call. Do. come back. Huh? Give Moten a call. He's from Chicago. He know where the cigar bars are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I definitely will. Because um, I lived there for 10 years, but, like, that was, like, in my 20s. He ain't know nothing about cigars. Chicago in a good minute. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing the changes in the city from when I was last there and um, finding some great cigar spots. So I'm going to definitely hit Moten and be like, yo, where are the spots? Which part of Chicago? Say what? Which part of Chicago? The hood? South side? West side? Uh, you were breaking up. I said, which part of Chicago? When I lived in Chicago. Oh, when I lived there, I lived um, south side. I lived whew, somewhere, everywhere. Uh, 76 and South Shore. I stayed uh, at 49th and Drexel, uh, right across, uh, right around the corner from the Honorable Louis Farrakhan's house. Mm. Um Stayed over on 80th and Carpenter. Yeah, I stayed quite a few places in Chicago. It was a great time. <laughs> uh, you got anything All you want? I can wanna... do is look back and smile. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything you want to add, Q? I'm just happy to be here, brother. <laughs> yeah, man. We, this is you know, a blessed episode, man. You know what I'm saying? No measures. Well, we definitely got to do our shout-outs. So, you know... This is our first year anniversary. Like, it's so exciting to know that, wow, we've been doing this for like a whole year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm excited in where what we've done, and I'm so excited looking forward to what we're going to do. And, um, you know, let's make our, not just our anniversary shows better, but every show better. And I think... Um, we're definitely going to do that because I'm surrounded by two wonderful co-hosts. So I think that I'm looking forward to doing more shows with you guys, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. Yeah, definitely same here. Um, uh, you got something you want to add? Um, um, my shout my outs to both of y'all, man. Um, it's been such a pleasure. Um, you know, like she said before, I'd never dream of being on a um, podcast, but, um, you know, thank both of y'all for taking this journey with me. It's, it's definitely been beautiful. Oh, 
What about you, Q? Oh, you already, you already, oh no, you didn't get no shout outs or nothing yet, did you? Go so ahead. I would like to shout out, she can be found on Instagram. The name is Beauty Brings the Beads. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, yeah. so these three beaded bracelets I'm wearing is from a couple different lines that she carries. Mm-hmm. Um, because of her experience in the military, this one is Morse code. Mm. Um, in the beads Um, also she uh, specializes in like waist beads and she does consults before getting anything made Um, this one is a combination of different stones mother of pearl, white hyolite obsidian so most of these are are really grounding stones Mm -hmm. and this one was uh, made for for my daughter so I would like to use this shout out for Beauty Brings the Beads on Instagram. Definitely look that up. Definitely look that oh, up. We're definitely going to check her out because I need to waste beads. Like, for real. Yeah. Cammy's picks. One of the same. Yeah. I, wanna, I definitely want to shout y'all out also. Um, and thank y'all also, like Sweet said, for taking this journey. Um, taking this journey with me, with us, um, as a team. You know what I'm saying? I think that we've grown a lot. You know what I'm saying? And we've 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 learned a lot in 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 trying to podcast and whatnot and even though we're still not perfect you know we're still a work in progress but we'll i think we're making some big strides and i appreciate y'all for uh for us trusting in each other and able to to you know come together and you know bring this thing together um because that's that, that that's that's something hard you know to bring three different personalities together and it, and it be cohesive and work like it does and i think it i think we have i think we have really really good chemistry no doubt. I appreciate y'all. Even though I was almost kicked off the show a couple of weeks ago, you know what I'm saying? Because y'all let my, my stunt double, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he did too good of a job. He did I, do a great job, but nobody could replace you, <laughs> Nobody. Ain't nobody backstretching like me, right? <laughs> um, I also want to shout out Tobert You know what I'm saying He had to check out early But you know yeah. We definitely want to Appreciate him for coming through We also want to uh, Shout out um, Q and Najee Art. So y'all definitely Need to check that out um, His website Is like a, Like he I mean he already Said it before But just in case Y'all didn't get it I'll say it again For y'all It's www.najeedart Which is N-A-J-E-E-D ART.com. Check it out. He has some great paintings on there. Um, there's one that I really like called Welcome to America. I'm not going to tell y'all what it is, but y'all got to see it. <laughs> and you'll see it as soon as you open it up. You know what I'm saying? But he has some great artwork on there. Uh, definitely, I definitely need y'all to check it out. Um, and also check out, um, you can check, you can find Sweets at T. Gatson. Is it yeah. T. T. Gatson? Yeah, T. Gatson yeah. T. Gatson on, on um, on Instagram? No, it's um, Terrence Gatson. Oh, Terrence Gatson on Instagram. You can find Nessa at Queen Nessa1971 on Instagram. Um, you can find um, Q at Najee. Najee Art. Najee Art on Instagram. And y'all can always find me at um, smoke underscore one underscore podcast on Instagram. Or you can also look up Kane also on Instagram. Uh-oh. And- smoke. Be careful. <laughs> You've been in the building. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. But um thank y'all. Uh, I really, really appreciate y'all and uh but yo in the meantime what we gonna do? We're gonna smoke something. Oh my fault my bad. Yeah, let's not give a shot. Did you give me a shout out? Yeah, that's who went first. Yeah, I gave my shout out okay. to you guys. My bad. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna smoke something. Yeah, I just wanna make sure. 
We're going to drink a lot. So we done fucked this bottle up. You got to say the slogan right, Tweets. We're going to okay. smoke something. We're going to drink a lot. No, that's not it. We're going to drink some? Not it. <laughs> we're going to smoke something. We're going to drink some. And we're going to say whatever's on our minds. Thank you for coming out, everyone. Peace hey, and blessings. I've been drinking a lot, so shit. <laughs> 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 <laughs>